going to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it like Biggie tried to do, and saying no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666. You can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Greg Lewis. Webster's Dictionary defines motive, a reason for doing something, especially one that is hidden or not obvious. It's the reason for doing something. That is a motive, especially one that is hidden or not obvious. Those are motives. So that's where we get the word motivation. What is your motivation for doing it? You're motivated by something to do something. Okay, we got that, right? Three things that usually motivate us. We're usually motivated by these three things. There may be more, but usually we are motivated by these three things. Number one, our morality, our code of conduct. That's your frontal lobe. That's where your laws and rules and regulations for your life are written. They're written on your, in your conscious, your frontal lobe, all of that. That's why I always tell you, music is the only thing that has the power to bypass your frontal lobe without your permission. So it literally crosses your guardian and can put something in you that you wouldn't normally allow. Your morality usually wouldn't allow some stank whore music. Usually wouldn't allow that because you're not that type of person. You don't walk around cussing like that. You don't walk around drinking 40s all the time and smoking weed and sipping on scissor. You don't normally do that, but your music does. Huh? Why would your music do that if you don't do that? Man, I just preached the whole truth behind hip hop, didn't I? Yeah, why would your music suggest those things? You love it in the music, but you don't do those things. It's because your guardian is bypassed. The music can cross your guardian and not stop. Keep going right into your heart without you stopping it. Normally, you would stop something like that. Amen. Prostitute, come up to your car, brothers, after church. You on your way home. Come knocking on the window. Hey. You be like, ah, you gone. But if the song Treat Her Like a Prostitute come on. And Jesus told them, what's the difference? If it's in your heart, you've already done it. But that's the truth. So your code of morality, your code of conduct and your morality usually is your motivation. 
So your motivation to do or not to do usually hinges upon your morality and code of conduct. We'll talk about that. Circumstances is what usually motivates folks. Back them in the corner, something different going to come out. <laughs> That's a circumstance. You honest all the time until you broke. Then you start lying. That's a circumstance. Amen. Amen. You dress modest. People compliment you, girl. You look so good. You're just always so modest, whatever, until a cute dude come in service and he's single. Amen. Now you got the cleavage dress on. <laughs> cleavage in the front and the back. Lord have mercy. <laughs> You're just nasty. That's what you is. You're just nasty. Those are circumstances. That means you made a decision based on the circumstance. Man, I'm preaching. I don't care what you think. Are you kidding? That's happening for real in here. Those are circumstances. That means that you change based on the circumstance. So you were motivated by a circumstance and you made a decision based on that motivation. Does that make sense? Third thing people are usually motivated by is God's word. Amen. This is what we're all striving to be. So no matter the heat of the moment, the heat of the battle, wherever we get broke, we want to be able to open the word and be motivated by what the word says about being in this certain condition. Amen. Our morality was given to us by our upbringing. So your rules, regulations, your code of conduct, your morality was given to you. You didn't choose it. It was given to you by your upbringing. This is why I stress marriage. This is why I stress being raised by a husband, I mean by a father and a mother. This is why I stress you doing what your parents may not have been able to do. It's that important because your children's code of conduct or their morality is given to them by you. Yeah, whatever you choose to do, you choose to let them spend a the night over strangers' houses all the time, then you're changing their morality. Something's going to happen. It's going to happen because you're not watching them. And it's going to change their code of conduct. Amen. Amen. I can count on one hand how many times my kids spent the night over somebody's house. All three, I can count on one hand. On one hand, all three together. Amen, because if we ain't there to watch it, I can't let it happen. Oh, but they missing out. Yeah, they missing a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that happened to me when I spent the night over my cousin's houses. Relatives. they introduce you to Satan. And a life full of struggle. Man, I'm preaching in here. You can't trust everybody. Are you crazy? Yeah. So however you're raising them, you are dictating to them their code of conduct or their morality. The way we were raised will always dictate our behavior and fuel our what? Motives. You're motivated by the way you were raised. Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, what? That's a Bible guarantee. If you do it right when he's old, he'll, they'll keep doing it right. Or they'll try their best to do it right. That is Bible. Amen. This is a good message today. I promise you, it's going to be so good. Discipline or the lack thereof shapes the way we process good or bad 
right or wrong. Discipline. So if you got beaten, beatings like I did, you know right from wrong. You know what's good and you know what's bad. If you never got disciplined, you might not really know. Yeah, yeah. My wife growing up, she couldn't wear pants. Man, I, I can't drink no alcohol now, boy, without just hearing voices. Man, I grew up Church of God in Christ, man. We didn't do that. Now, they did a whole, a whole lot of other stuff they shouldn't have been doing. What kind of religion is this? Y'all can do everything. I mean, gay as a fruitcake. Direct the choir in women's clothes. You can, I mean, play the organ and run the pedals with pumps. You can do whatever you want as a man. Don't nobody care. They don't care. Oh, but don't put no pants on. <laughs> Discipline or the lack thereof shapes the way we process good or bad, right or wrong. Our judgment is based on how we are judged during our developmental years. So the way you judge now is based on how you were judged. So the lack of discipline makes people do things that maybe you wouldn't do because you were disciplined for that. Does that make sense? Our judgment is based on how we are judged. Proverbs 22 and 15, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. So all children have foolishness bound up in them. That means that all children are going to try something. Your little angel, yes. Your little angel is going to try something. Amen. And your child's going to grow horns one day. And that, yes, that little angel's going to turn red with horns and a pitchfork and going to try something one day. And that's when the rest of this scripture comes into fruition. But the rod of correction shall what? Drive it far from them. And it don't take a lot of whoopings. It only take a couple for them to really get it. Men whoopings. Now, women whoopings, it take, it take, that never comes to really anything. It gets to the point to where you whipping them and they looking at you like, I told you, ah, ah. No, that's not going to work. They need a man beating. They need a man beating. Yes, Django Unchained beating. <laughs> yeah, because when they get that beaten, the cops don't have to do it. Yes, so either you're going to beat them or the cops going to beat them. Although God can change our moral code of conduct. How many of you know God can change your morality? Amen. Some of y'all were some uncircumcised Philistines. Until the Lord came and changed you. You was a wretch undone. You was a living, breathing hellion. On your way to hell, you knew it and was trying to go there. But the Lord saved you and he changed your code of conduct. Now the stuff you used to do, guess what? You don't do it no more. You don't even have a desire to do it no more. You're trying to get folks to stop doing it now. That's your code of conduct has been changed. Why? Because the sin, sinful blood has been changed by Jesus' sinless blood. And because Jesus lived free from sin, now we're trying to. Does that make sense? So our code of morality had to change. Now we had to be taught. The desire to change it came. But we still needed somebody to teach us how. That's why we don't treat people bad in church because they, they're a little different than you. No, we're going to make sure we get them on the same page. Just like it happened with you. Back in your day. <laughs> but God can change. How many of you's moral code was changed by God? You don't think the same way you used to think. You're changed. You're changed. God changed your moral code. Your code of conduct. 
So although he can change it, absence of guidance and instruction as a youth will result in struggle and hardship later in life. So even though God has changed it, you're still going to struggle at times because you didn't get the proper upbringing. Amen. That's why you make a decision. I'm going to plant myself in a church like ABC where the, where the preaching always hits on it. So like I can't escape this church because the, the truth is just always proclaimed. And just like you have to line up with it, I got to line up with it too. And it bothers my day. I got to change stuff based on what I'm about to preach. Yeah, because I'm learning sometimes. I'm learning new stuff. And I got to apply it. Well, when the word is constantly threatening your lifestyle, when it's constantly before you, you either going to change or you're going to leave that church. Proverbs 15 and 32. He that refuses instruction despises his own soul. Man, if you don't want to hear instruction and don't want to change and be better, you hate yourself. You hate yourself. You run from instruction. You run from truth. You hate yourself. The Bible just said that. But he that heareth reproof getteth what? Man, if you stay, hang around it, you're going to get understand it. It's going to make you better and it's going to save your children. Give them the opportunity that you didn't have. Amen. Many times we are motivated by our present circumstances and the current situations that we are in. Tests and trials will always bring out the true heart of a person. Amen. The heart of a person comes out when tests and trials come. When things are going good, you are the best person ever. Can't speak to you without just getting uh, tongues. How you doing, sister? Wait, hold on. But I, I, don't, I don't have time for this. Uh, I, I, I got, uh, just, that's when things are going good. Oh, when you lose your job, how you doing, sister? Yeah, the devil is real. <laughs> I thought Jesus was real. Well, that was last week. <laughs> this week, the devil. <laughs> the devil is real. <laughs> yeah, just flick it. That means you really mad at him. Ah. <laughs> Ashes get on you. Oh, man. Yeah, testing trials gonna always bring out the real you amen you lose your job you get down on yourself the real you's gonna show up proverbs says it like this 4 and 25 keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of what your issues of your life are gonna flow right out of you you can't keep them in that's why i say all you gotta do is listen to what these guys preach you can listen to what they preach and know they're false prophets because they're gonna preach falsehoods you know why? Because that's what's in their hearts. False. It's false in their heart. So their mouth is going to have to, at some point, give them up. Our actions in the heat of the moment are usually based on who we really are and not who we want others to see. I've been around folks and stuff happening. They just start to cuss it and acting a fool. And I'll be looking like, yeah, I'm here still. I'm sorry, man. It's just... You know, when things just, you know, no, nah, bro, no, no, no. 
We need to deal with that. So you don't act like that when stuff go bad. You scared me. This is why we must check our hearts before we are tried. So before you even get into the bad situation, come to church. Let the message check your heart. That's all it's doing. That's what these messages are doing. They're checking your heart. We must allow God to try our hearts first. So before the situation happens, let God try your heart. You deal with yourself so nothing bad has to happen to show you who you are. Uh, Psalms 26 and 2 says, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins, which is your guardian, which is what guards and guides you, and my heart. Let the Lord try you first. Amen. Our motives should never be solely based upon feelings, but they should be rooted in what? Sound. How do you get sound wisdom? You know how you get sound wisdom? From someone's sound. Oh, I get my wisdom from the Lord. See, the Lord, no, you don't. No, you don't. God gives you wisdom through a man. You learn wisdom on earth. If you're not around somebody smart, you're not going to be smart. If you're not learning from somebody that don't know what they're talking about, you're not going to know what you're talking about. Who you surround yourself with, that's, what, that's how smart you're going to be. If you, all are, if you keep company with idiots, guess what you're going to be? The chief idiot. That's where wisdom comes from. You got to get wisdom from someone that's wise. The heat of the situation should never change how we act on things. Proverbs 8 and 14. Counsel is mine and the sound wisdom and sound wisdom. I am understanding and because of that I have what? Finally, the third definition is God's word. As believer, look at somebody and say, I'm a believer. Come on, look at somebody and say, I'm an adamant believer. You don't have to be a member of this church to be an adamant believer. Just believe adamantly. As believers, our motives should be pure. We should be motivated purely. It should be pure. We are to be motivated by the word of God and not our fleshly morals or dire circumstances. The word should always supersede any of these things. Matthew 5 and 8, blessed are the, blessed are the pure in heart, for they what? The person whose motives are pure are the ones that's going to see God. Pure motive. That means when I do it, I'm doing it based on what the word says. I want to line up with what the word says, no matter how I feel. Amen. And we get challenged with that sometimes because the way you feel, you feel like fighting sometimes. But you got to go with what the word says. I can't be a brawler. I can't fight. Amen. I can't be shooting the finger and sticking my tongue out like a hood rat. Why are you doing that? Christians, amen. Come on now. Had somebody with a fish and all kind of Christian bumper stickers shoot the finger at me the other day in the car. All them bumper stickers. We are to be motivated by the word. Look at somebody say, be motivated by the word. Let the word be your motivation. Gather yourself. In the heat of the moment, men, gather yourself. Gather yourself and say, look, <clears throat> let, me, let me, wait, hold on. Pull that old man down. And say, you know, let me do this the way God would want me to do this. 
That way I won't have any regrets afterwards. When we trust God's word and act according to his instruction, then our motives will be pure and our actions will reflect what? Righteousness is right alignment. Our actions will be rightly aligned with God's. That is God's righteousness. So when we're aligned with God, we are acting in God's righteousness. Does that make sense? First John 3 and 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness or is not rightly aligned with God, neither he that loveth not his brother. So to do God's righteousness, we have to be rightly aligned with him. That means well, our actions need to reflect him. In the heat of the moment, we need to do what God would do. God's righteousness is in his what? His order. When we align ourselves with his order and his commandments, then we can resolve our blemished upbringing and have peace in our what? Decision making. So God's right alignment to be rightly aligned with God first starts with his order. That means the man has to be the head and the woman has to be has to submit to him. I wasn't looking for a man. It's the truth. Amen. Some man scared to amen because he's sitting next to her. No. No, the man is the head. That's his order. When we start there, then it, th that changes everything. Now we know who's going to spiritually lead the home. Now we know who God is going to speak through to the, for guiding the home. Now we know who's in charge of the home. Once we know that, now we can do some stuff. Y'all know I don't preach for amens. I don't care how you look at it. And then the woman, she understands her role. She understands that she's the nourisher. She's the, she, she's the help meet for the man. So when she's in her role and understands her role, then she understands worse, uh, how she has power and where her power resides. And then when we have the complete order of God, now we can start doing what he says. Without the order, none of it's going to make sense. There's not a person now with homosexual desires that grew up in a home with God's order. Because it wouldn't make sense to you. If the order was there, if the order was there and correct, that wouldn't even make sense. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. For God is not a God whose ways are without order, but a God of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So the peace comes from the order. When the order is okay, then you have peace. Yeah. When you don't know who the head is, you're going to keep arguing. Probably divorce. <laughs> I'm preaching it here, Jack. Yeah, you got to know who the head in the house is. Or you're going to keep arguing. Boy, it got quiet on that, man. Folk argued on the way to church and put a bookmark there. Now, we finna go praise the Lord, but when we get back in the car, man, what was you saying? <laughs> we gonna finish this. <laughs> you didn't get nothing out of the service? Oh, forget that. We gonna resume this argument. Yeah, that's, that's, that's folks that don't understand order. If you don't understand he's the head, you can't trust him like one. You don't understand? You're supposed to submit to him. You don't know when to shut up. Ooh, I just, man, Jesse didn't like that. I felt a, oh, something rose up. Oh, that's the last time he going to tell me to shut up. I wasn't even talking to you. 
but if the shoe, if the jazzy pump fits, put it on and shut up. Yeah, but you got to know your roles. Now, a, a man being the head and a woman submitting to him, that's not bad for either one. That's actually great. Amen, because a good woman knows she needs to submit to somebody. What woman doesn't need that? You crazy if you think you don't. That's why you're by yourself. Well, I don't need that. I don't ever need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's just the way God made you. You're emotional. Now, there are times when that comes in handy. Comes in handy when it comes to raising children, when it comes to be, being sensitive to the needs of others. Amen. When it comes to deck, buying stuff for the house or the needs of the home and those kind of things, that's when emotions come into play because you need to be able to feel what the others feel so that you can do for the others. Does that make sense? Man can't do that. We're not even wired that way. We're not wired that way. When we had to clean up in the building, was that last week? Men went in there on Wednesday and didn't do, we, we couldn't accomplish anything. In that talking and competing. Who can get the most dust up in, a, in, the, in that circumference? Why y'all having a contest? I mean, it didn't look any different than it did before we got in there. <laughs> Women came in there and, I mean, made it a brand new building. Because you're sensitive to what others will see. That's your emotions. You know, okay, no, I can't leave this like that. Because some, somebody going to walk in here and going to see this and think we crazy. <laughs> Men, like, what's wrong with it? So there's a balance there. There's no slight on the woman. But we have to understand those roles so we can work harmoniously, in harmony together. You be emotional. I'll be logical. When we need logic, I'll step up. When we need emotion, you step up. Does that make sense? Amen. So it's not an insult. God's righteousness is in his order. When we align ourselves with his order, and his commandments, then we can resolve our blemished upbringing. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. For God is not a God whose ways are without what? That's so important. But he's a God of peace. His order brings peace. Amen? Summary! Our flawed upbringing and the consequences of our previous decisions must all be resolved in 2017. How many of you want them resolved in 2017? The flawed upbringing, what I went through growing up, what was missing, what I didn't get, all of that, I need a resolution. I need it resolved. The consequence of all my dumb decisions up until now, those got to be resolved. We got to resolve everything, resolving things in 2017. This must be the year that we check our motives and make sure we are doing things because God's word suggests it. We should never go outside of God's word and do things based on anger, resentment, frustration, or circumstance. No matter what situation may occur, our judgment must align with God's righteousness. When we act in this manner, it will resolve things once and for all. When we act based upon God's righteousness, it may be painful at first, but in the end, it will be brought to what? Resolution. So that we will not have to endure it again. When our morality and thought processes are purified by God's word, we can make sound decisions and be motivated by Right instead of what? Instead of wrong. Psalms 51 says, Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be what? 
quieter than snow. Make me to hear joy and glad. That means I'm hearing something else. Lord, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. So even though you may have disciplined me, Lord, I want to rejoice in the discipline. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a what? Clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the what? Joy of thy salvation. You remember when you first got saved and you had joy? And then the trials and tribulations of life came and you not as joyous. We need to be restored. Uphold me with thy free what? Spirit. Then will I teach what? So once you've done all of this with my spirit, with my heart, with my mind, now I can go and teach others your way. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. This is what we have to do in order for our motives to change. We got to have pure motives. And that comes from having a pure heart. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.